Hey, so right before we start this episode today, we wanted to take a moment of silence to honor the life of Nali Agustin. She was a soul that impacted so many people worldwide, especially some of the guests that we will have in the next few weeks. So us at Umami Conversation want to take a minute to celebrate the life of Nali Agustin, celebrating the impact, celebrating her story. Let's take a minute. conversation, we would like to acknowledge with respect the unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg and Kanihuakwa or Mohawk peoples on whose land we are recording today. Miigwech. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. It is Umami Conversations, one word, and on Twitter under Umami underscore Convos with an S at the end. Enjoy this episode. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in today to the second part of this holistic approach series with Chelsea L. Neva talking about Ayurveda. Like asking you, why did your grandfather pull you um, guys away from the Hindu culture? But we're not going to go there unless you want to tell us a little bit. I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Like my grandfather grew up in the cane fields um, and in the sugar cane fields, and he he didn't get to have any education. And in the field, someone was talking about Canada, and so that was what he had his mind on. He and he is the only person in our family who moved the whole family to another country. Everyone's wow. still back in Trinidad. Wow. So, you know, kudos to him. However, he accidentally erased a lot of our identity. And I get why he had to. Yeah. My grandfather's a cool guy who spends most of his evenings smoking weed and eating curry. Yes! <laughs> And that was the life he yes, wanted. You know, that was the life he dreamt of. So he he made that happen, and the consequences were what they were. And I have the privilege of being grown up in a place where I can go back home and I can ask questions. Wow! Oh my God! Yeah. But you know, you talking about the fact that these practices that you're going to school for. You're going to school. Somebody's teaching you your home practice. You're paying for it, but they're not. They're not telling you where these stretches are from. 
No. They're not identifying that, oh, this stretch or this movement, this oil, this meditation, this, this is from A, B, C, D. Right. And and I think that's a little problematic. I mean, to be fair, they did they did say that okay. the routines were basically curated by this white woman who who took pieces of massage from different areas of the world. So she took from India and she took okay. from um, Sweden okay. and somewhere else. But yeah, so and you then, said you said they they did share. Um, about where these routines were from. Yeah, so, I mean, very okay. lightly, but yeah. But then they, I mean, you know, they praise the founder. They don't yeah. praise the the culture where it was the founded. <laughs> the culture. Yeah. Wow. Whew. So do you find that um, with what you just said, are they distorting the main essence of Ayurveda or do you think that it's still intact? No, I think it's been so distorted. So um, to give you an example, the reason I say Ayurveda is like a system, right? It's, it's a system of different medicinal, holistic treatments. Um, so yoga is a part of Ayurveda. Right. And so, um, you know, if I do a consultation with somebody and I realize that their solar plexus is totally shut, I'm going to have them do specific asanas to, to p- positions to stay in, to really open up that energy. Yoga was never meant to be exercise. Yoga was never meant to be lean, to to make your body flexible. It was never meant... Hot yoga. Hot yoga. Doesn't make sense, right? It's not supposed to be hard on the body. It's supposed to be gentle. It's supposed to be mindful. It's supposed to be a practice that brings you closer to the divine. It is supposed to open portals of energy so that you can flow into alignment with, with your divine soul. path, right? Mm. And it has been completely distorted, completely. Um, and so how do we bring that back? I'm So I'm now, only over the last year, strictly following POC healers and practitioners of Ayurveda, of Reiki, of um, it's not only yoga, it's so many other philosophies that have just been so strict. But I would say Ayurveda, yoga specifically, yeah, I think it's the worst. I think like if you go and just do a quick Google of yoga, mm. it's going mm. to be all white for mm. like a dozen pages. Yeah, it's it's pure Caucasian. Like they've they've just taken over. So I definitely think it's been distorted. Um, there's a lot of Ayurvedic practitioners that are also white out there. Um, and I mean, I don't think it needs, I don't think it's like, oh, if you're white, you're not allowed to be a practitioner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I think not what the most saying. important thing is that if you're white and getting paid for a practice that is um, a tradition of people of color, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be putting them on your platform. Oof. Right? Oof, you need to be paying them you need to be funding south asian or black or indigenous communities um so and and so i say that and i i genuinely feel like there's also people in my own community who are limiting themselves and who are collaborating um just for 
just for money, just for capital. Yeah, right? for so, sure. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, it really comes down to knowing oneself, right? And being authentic with yourself. Um, you know, there's a thought that just came to my mind, Chelsea, about, you know, why it seems as if Caucasian has um, appropriated uh, this, you know, this system. And I think I could be wrong. I feel like it's because of um, colonization. I feel like it's because of slavery. I feel like our ancestors were taught that their practices were evil, were not right, were not what God wanted them to practice. And when I say this, I mean, I'm talking about like me being a Ghanaian. Um, and this, this mindset has gone from generation to generation to generation to generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like millennials, not everyone, obviously. So there's always going to be some that, you know, that are stuck or decide to not move, but they're changing the narratives. Just like you, you went to seek, but when you sought, you realize that this is inside of me. This is what I have. This is something that was fed to me mm-hmm. in my home. And recently I, I I was having a conversation with my mom about like African spirituality. And, you know, I come from a very, like my mom is super Christian. <laughs> and then this lady is like telling me a bunch of stuff that she knows. And I'm like, so why didn't wow. you teach me this? Wow. Why didn't you tell me? And I told wow. her, I told her, I told her, I was like, you know, like I did not grow up hearing what you're telling me now. I did not grow up you with You know what's that. so crazy about what you're saying is that just happened with Will's mom. I was talking yeah. about, um, I mean, she sees and Will, me do Will my is her husband, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, like I do my practice every day in the house, you know. Um, I have a little bell that I ring, then I do my yoga, my meditation, all those things. And she was talking to me and she's like, oh, yeah. You know, I have an extra yoga mat from when I used to do yoga um, and I was doing that breathing. What do you call it? Pranayama. Wow. I was like, Mama, did you just say pranayama? Mm-hmm. How do you know that word? And yeah. you just saw Will's sister come in the room real quick and be like, excuse me, yoga? <laughs> like yeah. she never shared the fact that yeah. she did yoga. When yeah. she was like in her early 20s, you know, that's something yeah. that she explored. And since then, she's known how to breathe from her belly Look because she did the breathing exercises. And Look so, to you know, yoga is not only the positions, it's also breathing, the it's breathing, also yeah. um, being in balance and sitting still. So, yeah, it was just like that's so strange. You never shared that. All she ever shared was Christianity, right? Yeah. Um, they thought they were protecting us, but at the same time, while you you think that you're protecting, you're also killing something within us, you know. Right. Yeah. I think like I'm grateful for my mom for you know always keeping things alive in that way. Technically, we're Christian, um, yeah. but my mom was like, "You're gonna read passages from the Bible. You're gonna read passages yeah. from." Um, the Quran. You're going to read passages yeah. from the um, Bhagavad Gita, you know? So it was all about 
expanding and my mom also showed me the similarities in everything you know so as to not get attached to one um one 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 anything right to know that everything is coexisting and so even in terms of ayurveda I love Ayurveda um, and I, I appreciate so many of the practices, yet I'm not tied to Ayurveda. I also do Reiki. I also do um, yeah. other multidisciplinary practices that join many of these practices together. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Chelsea, um, girl, I got so much to share. <laughs> I just want to keep going and going, but we've been going for about an hour. I want us to finish with you being in Ivory Coast and also going to Ghana from time to time. I know you had a program you did actually in Ghana, um, bringing the system to Africa. How did people receive you? And also a last thing, is there similarities in African spirituality is also a, a philosophy. So do you see resemblance in, in those being um, South Asian, presently living in, in Africa, bringing your culture, your practice there, and not only bringing it, but you're teaching it. Okay. And then we're done. <laughs> okay. um, so let's start with um, bringing, you know, bringing my practices over. Okay. So yes, I'm between Abidjan and Accra. And I spend about an equal amount of time in each. Okay. And over the last couple of years, I've been out here for um, six month periods at a time. Okay. Right. Just to give a little idea of like, how, how long have I been around? Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's say, my first six months when I decided I was going to really get over this fear, get out of my comfort zone and just start randomly talking to healing Mm -hmm. practitioners out here. Um, Mm -hmm. That would have been like early 2021 um, or late 2022. And yeah, actually 2020. uh, Sorry. Yeah. Late 2020. Okay. So um, it was awkward. Uh, I started in Abidjan and it was, it felt very defeating. I was Mm. not, how can I say? They were interested in collaborating and Mm. they, they, they seemed to, admire the side of like relaxation but the side of spirituality or holistic Mm. medicine was Mm. scary Mm. and you could tell um the first people that i was going to collaborate with um were trying very hard to compartmentalize my work and only work with a certain amount of it and um i had a choice to either try something new and only do one half of my work or, mm. or to just decline and wait. And I declined. I, yeah. I slowly made myself, you know, out of the project. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not actually interested in compromising the part of it that feels like me, the part of it yes. that is 
that is important. Um, This work for me is not just about like love and light. It's, it's expanding your mind, right? It's expanding your, your vitality. It's expanding the way you see yourself. It's, it's justice. It's, it's, Mm. it's warrior sort of energy. So I couldn't, you know, I couldn't just like silence myself and be like, okay, we'll do little face massages Mm -mm. for 10 clients. No. No. So then the second round came when I got to Accra and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to jump into anything with anyone. And Accra was a touch more strategic. Mm. I went to events and Accra, there are events going on. So in my personal experience, um, you know, I think a lot comes back to colonization and the French and the English yeah. There's just such a different tone of openness. Yes. And Ghana seems to be more open to their own spirituality. Yes. They're more fluid. Yes. And so I started attending events and learning more about the Adinkra symbols. Um, yes. Which had, <laughs> which had already spoken to me like years ago when I first visited. Mm. Um, so really just exploring um, what I felt I was connected to because of my Caribbean um, ancestry as well, right? So even though I'm Indo-Caribbean, we lived and and you know coexisted with Africans, and our culture is one part Indian and one part African, and so yes, right? And and Africans came there and laid down the lands for us. Yes, they were there much. Um, much longer before we arrived. Mm -hmm. So as an Indo-Caribbean, I'm not too attached to the fact that my ancestors are South Asian. Mm -hmm. I I love the power Mm -hmm. that comes with that. And I also appreciate the power that is naturally just that, that, you know, the Caribbean is surrounded with these African practices um, and culture. And so... Accra really brought all of that, um, all of those intersections of my culture and my existence really came together. Um, from the pepper to the um, to to just like the 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 I don't know the flirtiness in mm. in engagements. You know, like yeah. there's. Yeah, there's this this a Caribbean vibe that I feel in a and so joining these um, joining these events, I yeah. felt m- much more comfortable being by myself. Um, uh, you know, being who whoever I desired to be. Whereas in yeah. Abidjan, I'm What's still finding that space. Okay. However. I have more clients in Abidjan than I do in Accra, (laughs) right? And these people in Abidjan, you know, they just low-key contact me. And so there's also that underlying grip to their culture. And and in Abidjan, you can see the people who are interested in this work are, are lost, are a little more lost and are a little more guilty and ashamed of this energy yeah 
Whereas in Accra, um, they're celebrating themselves. Oh, I really wish um, our sister Jessica was here because she's from she's Ivory from Coast. Ivory Coast, right? Yeah. And I, it would have been lovely to do the combination of us three. Um, but so cool. I actually got to meet her, her her parents too. Oh, nice. That is so dope. That is so dope. Um, But I know that we'll all three get the chance to have another episode together. So um, it's just you talking about it is making me think about her experience, you know, kind of coming out of of that shell. Yeah, Um, it would be. And I'm sure she'll be fine with us sharing. Yeah, so. It would be the perfect mesh. Sorry, keep going. It just came to me. her, Ivory Coast, me. Like, yeah. That'd be cool. But yeah, so that's that's kind of it for me personally. Being in West Africa, um, I feel at home. It almost feels like I needed to live out here to understand my Caribbean roots um, thoroughly. And my Caribbean identity is something that I'm so fascinated by. Um, I've written articles and yes. published articles and... I want to write more about it and living um, in both Abidjan and Accra, I get, I get the pleasure of so many similarities um, of what I grew up with. And a lot of people look at me and think, Oh, that Indian girl in (laughs) West Africa, but they don't know. I'm familiar with a lot out here. Um, yeah. And even, for example, the the pigeon in, in Accra, mm-hmm. 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 I, I've never had to be like, what they say? What they say? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the it even like just flies off of my tongue. I remember mm-hmm. Will's sister being like, hey, well, you speak like a Ghanaian also. So it's like, <laughs> Charlie. Auntie. I love it. Charlie. <laughs> It feels like I'm talking to my grandpa all of a sudden, you know, and oh, I remember so um, Will's sister just being like, did you practice? Have you been practicing this accent? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, <laughs> no, just came to me. Maybe that's where you're from in a, in, in, in a other life. Well, at the end of the day, we are all one. You know, we all come from the same, that same energy, that same essence, that same place. We are, we are, you know, we are. are. Um, Yo, sis, we could keep going. Like, I tell you, we could keep going on and on and on, but I got to edit this. I don't have anything to do. Do you have any other questions? (laughs) I do actually, but (laughs) editing this thing is going to be really interesting. Um, Yeah. But I wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much uh, for providing us with this this information. Um, so I know I said that I wanted to let you go, but I do have a very quick question. Um, so let's say there are people out there that want to incorporate this Ayurveda philosophy. Um, is there a specific type of people that it is geared to? Um, how do they start? Like, how can a person um, start with this? Um, Ayurveda system? So, yeah, I guess it really depends in what capacity do they want to integrate this? Um, Is it integrating it into their work and making profit off of it? Um, And if that's the case, I think they should be South Asian. Um, If they're not South Asian, 
person of color, I think is important. Um, and I think they absolutely have to have a South Asian teacher. So I don't teach Ayurveda. That is like doctorate level um, Ayurvedic practitioners. Um, so I would say do your research and find an authentic Ayurvedic doctor who um, who is either based in in South Asia or has South Asian ancestry because there is power to all medical systems, all medicine systems, right? There's power to um, the ancestral knowledge that comes with it. Um, So there's that. If you want to integrate it into your daily personal life, Mm. um, again, seek out a practitioner who is – you know, either South Asian or who is being transparent about their journey into Ayurveda. Yeah. So if you've got an Ayurvedic doctor who is East Asian, Mm. right? And you only see um, white people on their, on their social medias or in their promotions, and they only work with a certain demographic. If they're not working mm. or if they're not promoting or de- demonstrating the people of whom they got this work from, mm. then I'm, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't suggest you go with that, that practitioner or that teacher because there's going to be something lost in yeah. the treatment and in the practice. Because it's all for the money. Right. And so, for example, you know, there's a, there's a really great um, Ayurvedic practitioner I know who is South American. Okay. And almost every day you will see them post about a concept from Ayurveda. And they sometimes do a better job than me because they will talk about what scripture was that taken from in in the book of systems or which book did they read? They clearly read more books than I have, which they should um, because I'm getting my knowledge from an ancestral download. They're doing it in other forms, right? And when I, yeah, when I look up this person, I can also see that they've been taught by um, a South Indian woman mm. and they, they put her on their platform. Nice. So those things matter. Those things matter when you're, when you're doing this vulnerable work. Um, but especially when you're doing work that has clearly been appropriated. Also would add that Ayurveda is something you can also do your own research in. Um, if you're looking for a specific treatment, reach out. But something like yoga which includes breathing, which includes meditation, um, which includes social justice, you know, looking up yoga sutras, looking up what is the foundation of yoga? Where does it come from? What are the branches of it? You can do all that research by yourself. Yeah. Um, looking up Abhyanga, the different ways that they practice it, um, you know, looking up the different oils that they use, those are things you can also do by yourself with an appropriate amount of, of research and good resources. So um, where can we find you? Please let us know. So you can find me on Instagram at higher.veda. 
Um, just to give a little background on that name, Veda means science. And um, so when we think of Ayurveda, the, the holistic system, um, Ayur is life and Veda is science. So it's really the science of life. When we think about and Ayurveda, the holistic system? So Ayurveda is the science of life. Of life. And um, what I've done is I've created a little play on the word higher Veda. Higher. Higher and science. so we're looking at higher science, higher systems of knowledge, right? Um, and and all of this is science. None of this is religious. Um, none of this is like um, folklore. It's all based in science. The elements are based in science. <laughs> um so, and it's also spiritual. I think that it goes hand in hand. Yes, and and the world of spirit is also science. It's right? science, yeah, yeah. So I oh, think, girl, I'm like, <laughs> I was gonna I add something that, else, but I'm not. I'm yeah, I, I think that the word science has been taken so out of context. There's so many social structures around the word Sis, science, but it's like we made such a separation. Between science and spirituality. About what is science and spirit? But it's one. They are. It is. It's science one. is spirit. Spirit is science. Like, yes. it is. Yes. God, when, when we talk about God, oh, you can't mix God and science. God is science. Like, yes. what do you mean? Like, exactly. Like, uh, yes. Um, so, yeah, I just gave that little background on the meaning of Ayurveda. And so that's why I, I chose that name, Ayurveda. So you can find me. Um, on Instagram at higher.veda. Website will be coming out soon. Feel free to DM for workshops, for sessions, for massages, for Reiki, for a awesome. chat. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to add one last thing. Oh, my God. Um, you know, remember I reached out to you um, about helping me out with massages for my yeah. son? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you had worked with infants. Oh, yeah, that's where all that my part. work started. I just thought, okay, she knows how to massage, so. Oh no! <laughs> so, um, but I never knew that that's where it started. Okay, yeah. So when spirit in, talks, in, yeah. spirit speaks, and 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 we will do that session together. Yeah. So it's something that I think I need to incorporate back into my work. Um, I got so detached from it when I started studying it in the formal education system of Montreal. I just got so fed up of the topic of the the research around it that's very yeah. white. Yeah. Yeah. And um I lost I lost my 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 connection to it for Your a little mojo. bit. Mm. But it's coming I back. Feel. It's coming back and it'll come back. Yes. Soon. Bring it back, honey. Bring it back. Our babies need you. We are so grateful that you tune in into this episode today. Do not forget to subscribe to us, rate us, and share our content with a friend or two. Until our next amazing episode, stay blessed, stay Gucci, one love.